Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome to episode one of Within the Lines. Feels good to be from zero to one. Yeah, we uh, dropped the early episode. We listened to everyone's responses and stuff. And uh, with that being said, this is Jason's last episode. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I'm not getting my $120 back of the 240 yeah, that we paid. Yeah, we've been voted off the island. So yeah, let's get into this. I don't feel so good. Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! All right. uh, So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So first thing we want to talk about today is the new Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Tyler, I watched it before you and then I watched watched it with you. Got your response. I want to. I want you to take the lead on this one. Yeah. So uh, we waited to talk about it to the podcast so we could have a first responses to it. I think it looks really good. I thought it didn't give away a whole lot. Um, it showed you know the villains what the issue is going to be with it. Uh, left out all the Avengers, which everyone is you know conspiracy theories on and whatnot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, there's some talk whether or not the elementals, which are the bad guys in it, which is the sand or earth, water, fire, and like electricity thing. Yeah. Um. 
whether those are elementals or like just fake things with Mysterio, but I thought it looked really good. I didn't feel the same way. I like Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know. I just got this weird vibe from it. It might be because it's not your traditional Spider-Man movie. You know, it's kind of in Europe and I don't know. I'll still see it, but it was like the same way I felt when I saw the Ant-Man trailer. I was just kind of like, that's cool. That's another movie to see. But those ones are usually the best ones. Like Doctor Strange, I wasn't hyped for. And then I saw Doctor Strange and it was really well done. Yeah, so. it's a good movie. I like Mysterio. I like seeing the first look at Mysterio and how they're going to, you know, show him in this first live action movie with him. Yeah. Um, I think that should Did be they fun. get the license for the 619? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, but I mean... It's cool and all. I still don't understand why they released the trailer this soon. Yeah, I think that has something to do with Sony and Marvel not. Well, they do it with all of them. I mean. They do, but I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, you have. That's why I could never take his death seriously because they announced the movie before. And I understand for like certain reasons you kind of have to announce these things. But like you do that whole fading scene, you know, and it's like supposed to be the climax of the movie, you know, the saddest part. And it's just like. You know, my girlfriend cried about it, but I was sitting there like, he's not dead. Like, they're going to come back, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's one of the issues with such a big franchise like that. One of the good and bad things about it is, uh, you know, they have to announce all the movies and, you know, they have this full script. But you know the storyline is going to continue. It's not like this is just going to be it for their billion dollar characters like Black Panther and Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And that's why... It takes away some of the emotional value of the scenes. That's why I was just so surprised by the reaction to Infinity War, just because everyone getting so sad about it, but because you know it's gonna, you know, and then we go into this next one, and it's like who's gonna die in this one? And I mean, they did a good job of leaving Stark and everyone out, so you kind of keep guessing. But if anything, they kind of hinted that they were gonna die with the whole "you got powers, take responsibility," you know. So. Yeah, um, I will say one thing as far as, you know, the trailer dropped. And so you should see him in Europe and traveling. I think it was like Rome and stuff like that. London. Yeah. And uh, I was watching Infinity War today. And there's a scene with Spider-Man where the very first time he shows up, he catches something getting thrown at Iron Man or whatever. And he says, kid, what are you doing? And his response is, oh, I was on a field trip to either Europe or Rome. He gets thrown away. Yeah. But that was like his very first line in the movie. And yeah. we see here in his solo movie, he's going he's, to Europe yeah. or Rome. So my, my little theory I got going, I got something brewing. That or did you see it on YouTube and you're calling it your own? Um, I might have heard it on YouTube, but <laughs> I thought of this today, so it's mine. Tyler's <laughs> stamp of approval. But uh, yeah, I have a feeling Endgame's going to end with it resetting to right before Infinity War. Yeah, right where Tony's talking to Pepper and Thor's on the ship with our Lord and Savior, Korg, the best Marvel character that's ever oh, been created. Of course. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that, especially with the whole time travel, alternate dimensions and everything. Yeah. And to reset it, it goes right at the beginning of that movie to where Peter Parker picks up on his... <laughs> Peter Parker picks <laughs> Peter Parker picks up on his field trip. Yeah. Um, well, one thing, too, uh, I didn't watch it. This was, like, deep YouTube comments I was reading um, that there was, like, an extended trailer where Aunt May packed the old Spider-Man suit. Because you know how she's like, oh, don't forget your suit, but then he still has it. Yeah. And it's like the old school suit. Like he had the red one at first, like the one he wore in Homecoming. Yeah. She packed it. So people are saying that's before Infinity War because he had the whole iron spider suit and everything in Infinity War. Oh. And that that's why it's like before. So 
That makes sense, though. Your theory, you know, that he was supposed to go on this field trip. It got derailed because of Thanos. And then... Yeah, he's on the bus when the ship shows up in New York with Doctor Strange and Tony Stark in Infinity War. Yeah. And leaves the bus from his field trip. So I could see it going back right before that to where he's packing for that field trip he was actually on in Infinity War. Yeah. And then the start of Far From Home is probably just going to be the end of... Well, they've I, already they already said that that the end of Endgame is like right it carries right into Far From Home, and that could yeah, be that makes because, the most sense because why yeah. would you go on a field trip right after you just dissolve? Yeah, well, after not, half the universe was dissolved, and everyone yeah. just got back. Like, so I like, can see they just kind of reset in the timeline, jumping back before it all happened. Yeah, definitely. Well, I was saying too, uh, people were commenting about if Tony was going to die or Cap or Thor, and like I don't think they're going to die in Endgame. I th- we've talked about this, I think. You know, I think Tony's going to, they're going to play, it's Disney. They're going to play the whole, you know, he's going to get married and have a kid. And then that's going to be like his storyline. Cap will somehow go back to his time or alternate reality. Thor will do his thing with Asgard because I don't know about Thor, but I know Chris Evans contract is up. I could see them killing off Cap or making it to where he's not going to be in another movie. I don't know though. Because like, I I think because everyone has expected it for so much, they're going to have to get rid of one of their main characters maybe even hawkeye no one's really said anything but i could see hawkeye dying in this movie yeah i could see that but one of the major ones i'm not too sure just again it's more disney and like that could be unfair to disney but i could see them being so scared of the backlash of actually killing cap yeah that they're like okay we can't do this because like like i said people kind of freaked out in infinity war but i think most of the audience especially you know the diehard mcu people they knew that they're coming back so it wasn't like they killed my favorite person. I'm, I'm not watching this. It's kind of like, oh, my favorite person's gone. How are they going to save him? But if they yeah, were to everyone kill ex- him, everyone's expecting this movie to be where their characters get saved and everything. So if in this movie their character dies off, there is no plan after this to bring it back. Yeah, and it'll be more of a serious. But it's stupid because if you just write them off on their own, you know, little storylines, and they're not in the MCU ever again, it's the same thing as killing them. It's just people feel attachments to these yeah. fictional characters. Um. Yeah. I don't think there's any way they get rid of Thor after how good his third movie did with Ragnarok and Korg and all that. I'll take a Korg standalone. I don't need <laughs> I'd Thor. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> get Korg, Valkyrie, and Meek on their own little mission. Hello, I'm Korg. <laughs> uh, Mark Dudas, a Netflix show. Oh, they are doing their their Disney Plus shows. Dude. I would a love Korg, Korg and Meek. A Korg, Valkyrie, Meek Netflix show that takes place when Endgame, right, like not Endgame, uh, Infinity War. It's just when Infinity War is happening and Korg's just terrified. <laughs> but he's scared, but he has to take the lead. And he, he thinks it's his job to save the universe. How and, sad would you be if they show uh, Korg turn into dust? Dude, I'd be depressed. But <laughs> the number one thing I want to happen in Endgame is Korg saving Tony Stark. That'd be but, great if Korg wears the gauntlet and helps save everybody. <laughs> I just want a, a man on the a rock on a mission, Korg. I want Korg to, I want Korg to come back and Meek has dissolved in his arms and he is just livid. He just wants to kill the world, bro. And it's like one of those scenes where he finally meets Thanos and he just tries to beat the shit out of Thanos and gets like demolished. But it's funny because it's Korg. <laughs> He's just saying funny shit the whole time. <laughs> Dude. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I had about the trailer and everything. I thought it looked good. I'm excited for the movie. Yeah, I don't know why I'm disappointed. I might just have high standards for these things. I don't know. You're still going to spend money and go see it. So. I, I'm not a trailer guy, though. <laughs> I don't really watch trailers because I don't like when they spoil the movie. So... Yeah, there's a fine little line. They got to balance it on there. Like, there's so many movies I go into, I don't even know. Like, Frozen. I didn't even know what Frozen was. I mean, that's a... 
way out of left field, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I don't watch trailers, so like just as an example, when I saw Frozen and they started with those ice pickers, I thought it was a movie about ice pickers, and I was like, why did we come see a movie about ice pickers? So yeah, I don't. I don't really know much. I don't like trailers, so that's probably why. But I love spoiling. I mean, but I, the Endgame trailer I was hyped for, and I thought they did a great job, and people ridiculed that, but. I thought that was perfect. I thought it built up some hype. It didn't give away really anything besides Tony Stark's in space, which common sense would tell you he's still in space. Yeah, and so. people complained that they didn't tell enough. Like, dude, yeah. you want the whole movie spoiled? They like legitimately <laughs> could have done nothing, and people are still going to go out, and they still would have made a billion dollars. Like that, uh, the dog's journey oh home trailer. God. Where when was that? Was that uh, into the Spider Verse? Was the, it was in the trailer? Yeah, for that? I think so. Told the entire storyline in the fucking trailer. It was like a two-minute trailer, and it showed the beginning, the climax, and the ending. Oh, is this dog going to make it home? And then at the end of the trailer, you see the dog making it home. Yeah. (laughs) The beginning, you see the dog get lost. You see it going on this journey and stopping off at his little road stops. And then he's back home by the end of the trailer. (laughs) It's not about the destination. It's about... What's that? How's that saying go? It's not about your... Where you're going. It's how you get there. there, Yeah, Yeah, so... Something like that. I think that was their logic. Alrighty, so... uh, Going into sports, or my wheelhouse at least, um, shout out Riley Wooten. If you don't want to listen to sports, that's okay, but you better. Um, <laughs> so we're going to start with our first segment, because like we said, we're trying to be more, well, you we actually didn't say this, but we're trying to be more, you know, organized. The first first segment. just us talking, this one's more about organized podcasting. Yeah. So we're calling this the ED Player of the Week. Tyler, would you like to explain what yeah, ED so, Player uh, of the Week is? You know, we got some elite players on the field every week. Everyone's playing and everything. Sometimes those elite players are an elite disappointment. And they, uh, you know, they're usually hard, great players. This week, they're just a little soft. Couldn't get it up when they needed to. <laughs> Do you want to uh, give us your <laughs> ED of the week, Ty? Yeah, so my ED player for the past week is going to be, uh, sorry, Cowboys fans, Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. Kind of no coming. show against the uh, Rams. He had 2.3 yards per carry, only had 47 yards rushing. Uh, he did have a touchdown, but still, 47 yards rushing, 19 yards receiving. That team needs him, and uh, he was a lead disappointment. He was a little soft that game. Well, he was a little limp. <laughs> Kudos to the Rams. They, uh, you know, they shut the the Cowboys down. You know, you had Jerry Jones. Like, if my running game isn't working for four or more hours, please call a doctor because they were just <laughs> shutting that running game down, dude. It was the perfect game plan. Yeah. Um, um, so that was my ED player of the week. What do you got? Uh, you know who I got. The only person that can be suitable for an ED is uh, we like to call him Big Big Dick Nick. Big Nick. Big Foles. Nick. Uh, sorry for the profanity. Uh, um, <laughs> which is kind of ironic because Nick Foles isn't even that good of a player. I think if you ask a hundred NFL fans, you'd probably get two. That would I mean, say they're in elite. January though. He's like Peyton That's Manning. <laughs> exactly. He's not a good player, but it's the reverse Clayton Kershaw where he just gets insane in the playoffs. And he didn't even play that good in Chicago either, so I don't know why. But, you know, 18 for 31 passing, 58% completion percentage, whatever. I mean, that's not bad, but that's not great. 201 yards, one TD, two picks, 61.4 passer rating. Like, he didn't lock him down. I mean, the Alshon, the second pick of the game wasn't his fault. Alshon Jeffrey can't catch. No way. Um, The first pick was definitely a momentum shifter. When Nick he threw that pick right after the fumble turned into the Saints ball turned into the Saints punt, yeah, threw a pick under threw it. Marshawn Lattimore fucking jumped up. And yeah, got it. huge momentum shift. And I think you know that's a throw that most quarterbacks don't try, so they don't throw a pick there. 
and I think he just eventually, you know, kudos to Nick Foles. He's done a lot, but they've got a lot of lucky bounces. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, the double doink. That was two yeah. lucky bounces literally right there. <laughs> and finally, they got the bad luck, and it's just, you know. My Saints came out on top because they, of it. Yeah. So, Gotta love it. Big Dick Nick. He's probably going to be on a new team this year. Next year, uh, probably needs a different nickname after Sunday showing, which little, leads uh, us. Cold shrubbage, you know, Nick. <laughs> a, uh, speaking about Sunday, sorry for the weird pause. Um, I had arguably the worst day of my life. Not the worst day of my life, but definitely the worst day of 2019 so far. You what know, happened, Jay? You know, I'm, I'm already sick. I drive to Vegas for work, and I get sent home early. Still got paid, though. Shout out, Dad. Um, and, you know, and I'm sick, and I'm like, at least I got the Chargers game in the morning, right? So I wake up nice and ripe and early. Get my Chargers gear on. Got my Charger PJs on. Got my Charger jersey on. Turn on the game. And Tom Brady did Tom Brady things to me. Mm. And I should have expected it. Oh, yeah. He sauced you guys up. You just sitting back in zone defense and his his old ass was just throwing dots. It was atrocious. Our defensive, our strategy, our execution, we looked like we didn't belong there. And it's so sad because if even though we lost, if you go... Top to bottom rosters. We have the best roster in the AFC. We have the most Pro Bowlers. You know, we have not as good of an offense as the Chiefs, a better defense, not the Patriots. We didn't, but it was just bad game planning. You know, they had a plan. They ran that cover three defense most of the game. You know, Bill Belichick is going to beat you if you just do the same thing that you did that you're good at, and they didn't change. And all day, the receivers had 20 yards of separation. You know, every time we did get a third down stop, there was a, a penalty. There was a muffed punt. And before you know it, it was 35-7 going into half. Yeah, it was bad. And people are going to use that as an argument against Phil Rivers. And There was nothing he could do. Your offensive line looked like they played an entire game like eight minutes into the first quarter. Well, they were just getting beat. He was getting hurried every single throw where he had nothing to do. He, first, he was forcing throws. First drive of the game, we get that bomb to Keenan Allen, and I'm like, Okay, we got this. We we're gonna go toe to toe, and I mean, there's I can't you can't expect him to score every drive. Yeah, it, the it, Patriots did. Yeah, they did against your defense. I brought it up on Twitter. I mean, it it really shocked me how you go against this Ravens and everyone's hyping up the Ravens going in the playoffs. Everyone's like, oh, no one can stop their running offense. No one knows what to do. You guys game plan so perfectly. Shut Lamar Jackson down. It would have been better if he wasn't in the game the first three quarters for the Ravens. And you know, you just lock him down. He came back towards the end of that game. But then you go in the next week and you just lay on your backs like turtles, just sitting there, let them do whatever you want on defense, on Brady on offense. Well, I mean, I watched the Chargers all year, obviously. And even though we had such an elite defense, we didn't. We played this weird bend don't break defense. And if you play Madden, you've heard the stupid announcer say that <laughs> when you don't <laughs> get a touchdown times. in the red zone, uh, we let these teams kind of beat us low, and then eventually our playmakers will stop them or we'll hold them to a field goal. If you go back through our season, we had the Titans game, the Seahawks, just off the top of my head, the Titans game, the Seahawks game, the Bengals game, and the Chiefs game were all decided on the last play of the game. Three of those on defense. Well, the Bengals technically not, but they had a chance to tie the game. They had this, and against the Ravens, you know, it was easier because they can't throw the ball. So we were stopping them first, second down, forcing them to these third downs, and that's when the don't break mentality came in and they would stop them. But... You look at that fourth quarter, and Lamar Jackson was saucing them up, and they had that same bend-don't-break defense, and that showed the Patriots what they needed to see. The Patriots broke them, and it was just 
bad bad play calling. You know, you I understand you want to rely on your athleticism and everything, but when they scored, you know, once it got to 21, it's like, okay, you need to change something. And whether that's more linebackers or I don't know. Yeah. Didn't you have a parlay this weekend? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to bring that up. Uh, I'm sad to admit it. I uh, expect the Cowboys to do better against the Rams. Me being a Saints fan, they, uh, they made us look real ugly when we played them, obviously. And, uh, you know, I was, I was sitting there. I was feeling a little risky. So I bet the Cowboys and the under on that game because I figured they were going to lock down the Rams. It was going to be a real low-scoring game. And uh, I lost a little bit of money. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you hedge, though? Or Yeah, you. Yeah, I got bonus money for signing up and uh, bet that on, on the Rams. Rams spread. Yeah. So I made a little bit back, but still, still not a good time for me. Which leads into this week. You know, we got the two championship games, the one and two seeds. If you follow sports, you've heard all about them. You got Saints-Rams, Chiefs-Patriots. Tyler, are you, how worried are you on a scale from 1 to 10? I'm going to say 6. Only a 6 for the Rams. I'm, I'm worried, but I know we have a good team. We've proven we can beat them before. Uh, the biggest thing I'm worried about is Sheldon Rankins being out for our team. He's a D-tackle having a career year. He's the best guy with Cam Jordan up front. And he left early against the Eagles. And uh, I don't know if you've heard who the Rams have as a running back, but he's pretty good. Uh, CJ Anderson? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I'm a little worried about that, not going to lie. But I think we have a good team, we have a good offense, and great coaching. I got something else you should be worried about. Talk to me. Three of your linemen had limited participation for the first day of practice. Offensive linemen. That's one, not good. One is supposed to play. I think Andres Pete has a broken hand. But, I mean, you're still playing with a broken hand. And then Max Unger, your That's our center, center. going up against Aaron Donald, and which would be good. And then your other tackle... I, he had a weird name, Mark Rishibishibishib. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, they're both, one has like a knee injury, one has an elbow injury. They're, they don't know if they're going to play. It's just like questionable. So, well, but even if they, part of the game against the Eagles, I believe. Even so. if they play though, they're not a hundred percent and you're coming up against, you know, not a great defense, but a defense that has one guy you want to avoid being vulnerable to. And you're right now, you're pretty vulnerable to Aaron Donald. <laughs> Our offense is falling apart on that one spot. We need to hold him down. And as good as Drew Brees is, you know, every quarterback is the same when they're on their ass. And if Aaron Donald terrorizes and has a three sack game, you know, I could see this game going out of hand really quick, you know? Yeah. I'm worried about that. I, I think for us to win, we're going to have to have Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram have a big game coming yeah, out. Yeah. You're not going to be able to rely. screen passes, throwing yeah. to the flat and letting Kamara do his thing. Mike Thomas did good the first game, but I don't. I wouldn't expect that out of him again. You know what I mean? That'd be a bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, even the last time we played the Rams, Mike Thomas had the game-winning touchdown where he threw it deep, and you know, I think it was like. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I think they're gonna definitely keep an eye on him, and he's not gonna be able to get open as much as he did. Um, you know, I think we're gonna have to have Ted Ginn and Kirkwood come up. Kirkwood had limited practice too. Oh, that's he might great. not play. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's you guys are getting injured at the worst time. Yeah, I'm worried, but it is at home. Uh, did you hear uh, the Saints' halftime performance at their stadium is their two hype songs? Like Which the is... artists they have, it's like Choppa Style and one other song. Oh, but I it's know. like their locker room hype songs, and they're having them so perform gosh. at halftime. <laughs> I was like, I love it. Get the hype going, going into the second half. Oh, gosh. I mean, I think that's the winner of that game, I think, wins the Super Bowl. I don't think it's like the NBA where it's kind of like, you know for a fact, Warriors or Rockets were going to win the finals, but... I don't see either of the AFC teams beating either the Saints or the Rams, which leads us to the AFC, the Chiefs, and the Patriots. 
I could never have cared less about a game in my life. <laughs> um, I hate the Chiefs. I hate the Patriots. And if this could go to quadruple overtime, and I don't wish injuries on anyone, but, you know, if, you know, they maybe just get a little sleepy. Tom Brady gets a little sleepy. You know, I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You know, maybe he gets a little too cold, and, you know, I don't know. I just. Yeah, it's supposed to be real chilly. Um, I think the Chiefs get it done. I would like to say the Chiefs, but I also thought the Chargers were going to walk all over the Patriots, and we saw what happened there. So it's hard to doubt Belichick in the playoffs. He's a great coach, and I think the Chiefs have a god-awful defense that Tom Brady's going to be able to do exactly what he did against the Chargers. they played good against the Colts. They did, but that was... I mean, the Colts had one really good game in the wild card round. Well, they were they, like 8-1 their they last nine. They were a good nine. team, but I think they had the easiest schedule out of all the teams in the NFL. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but... The Chiefs' defense has been awful all season long, so I think Brady does his thing against them, and it's going to be up to Patrick Mahomes to keep up. Well, he is a, you're expecting a rookie quarterback to go to the Super Bowl, but I mean, I, but I mean, this rookie quarterback's I, the MVP favorite. He's had an amazing the season. MVP. I'm going to say MVP favorite because I still got <laughs> hopes for Breeze, but he's had an amazing season. He's been able to do a lot of things with his feet, finding you know he's got so many weapons Standing on plays. offense. Oh yeah. So well, he came into the perfect situation and. Yeah, all that team was missing was a quarterback, and they plugged him in, and he played great. Even, you know, they had Kareem Hunt to start the season, which he was a great running back. They lost him. but you Rightfully. Know. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. But <laughs> I just think going in, he had so many yeah. weapons and stuff that he, you know, it was going to be hard for him not to succeed. Yeah, and I think that rookie quarterback argument, I mean, Lamar Jackson kind of reinforced that, the whole, well, rookie quarterbacks can't beat veteran quarterbacks in the playoffs. But rookie quarterbacks also don't throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, and Patrick Mahomes did. Exactly. He's not so, playing like a rookie quarterback all season long, so why are we I mean, changing he's, now? He's actually technically not because he played last year and he played well, one game. you know, first season as yeah. a starter. So, I mean, but at the same time, you're coming up against, you know, the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, versus a coach who is definitely a Hall of Famer but is known for choking in Andy Reid. So. I think this one's either going to be a big-time score fest like the Chiefs-Rams was. I think it's going to go, you know, toe-to-toe, 50 points a team. Or Belichick's going to find something that no one else has seen on Patrick Mahomes and completely lock him down. Yeah, he's going to make him throw with his left arm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've heard this around the NFL world a little bit, but I think Patrick Mahomes is a little too flashy sometimes. I don't think... I watch him, and sometimes these, like, weird throws he makes aren't really necessary. I've been bitter towards him all season long because he's really <laughs> been pissing me off taking away Drew Brees' MVP. Um and I've, I've seen a lot of that where he just does this fancy stuff and his mechanics just look – everyone, oh, he's a baseball player. Okay, whatever, he's a baseball player. <laughs> Russell Wilson plays for fucking Rangers like every season in spring Yankees. training. Whatever team. I thought it was the <laughs> Rangers. But, I mean, yeah, okay, so he's a baseball player. He makes baseball throws. That's going to mess up his arm throwing a football as opposed to a I, baseball. Yeah, I would know. I That's elbow true. Problems. <laughs> yeah, the elbow problem. <laughs> but uh, I, I just think he, he can do too much. And it was working all season long. But I don't think he's going to be able to hold that doing this flashy stuff. No look passes and stuff. Yeah. No, They're going to no. figure it out. And he's going to have, I 100% think he's going to have like a sophomore slump as a starter. Yeah. Next season. I could see that. A lot of picks. Yeah. Um, but speaking about these two games, you know, leading to my Jason's fail proof parlay of the week. You could take it if you want to make money. If you don't want to make money and you're scared, you don't have to take it. I think I might need to listen to you. My parlay didn't do so good. Uh, Tyler is definitely not taking this parlay. So... <laughs> If we go over to mybookie.ag, not a sponsor, but if anyone's from mybookie's listening, uh, hit let me know. Um, you know we got we got the two games. You know parlays. You you know you 
put them all together. So for the games, you know, I'll do Chiefs Chiefs minus three. I think Chiefs are going to win this by a field goal. I think home field advantage, everything. I just I hate the Patriots, and I just feel like this is the Chiefs' year to go to the Super Bowl and get blown out. Um, and then, you know, I want to take the under for that game, 55 and a half. So 55 points would be 35, 20, 28, 27. I think this is a low scoring. You know, the Patriots are going to take the clock away. The Chiefs are going to struggle a little bit. You know, I think it's probably like a 26, 20, 26, 20 score prediction, 26, 20. That hit someone sent us money. Uh, and then for the Chiefs, the Saints Ram, I'm taking their under as well, 57 points. This is one of those ones where I feel like the over is so intriguing that I have to take the under because it's just one of those ones where you're like, oh, the over has to hit, and then it doesn't hit. 57 points, you know, if it hits 57, it's a draw. That's 30-27. I think the Saints offense hasn't been as impressive. They've been more methodical. So, yeah, they score, but they don't score as quickly, as frequently, as not as many points. Rams are relying a lot on the running game with C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley. I think... I think these teams score a lot, and they don't punt the ball a lot, but I think they take so much time off the clock that it's not really that high scoring of a game. And then the Rams' money line. Uh, Mm. They're three-point underdogs. I don't even need the three points because Aaron Donald is going into the Superdome, and Mm. he is sacking Drew Brees those three times. And the Rams are going to walk away with a pretty resounding 27-13 victory, Tyler. You remember that I just said they sourcing up the secondary. I just said they were going to score a lot, and I said 27-13. (laughs) Ignore the first part of that argument. 27-13 Rams. (laughs) And the Rams, Los Angeles proud, my new team, are going to be Super Bowl champions. L.A. bandwagon. (laughs) So if you want to hop on in that parlay, it's right under 16-1 to odds on my bookie. If you put $50 down, you win 768-78. It's probably what I'm going to do if I do it. I always chicken out. And the, the ones I chicken out on are the ones that hit. But that's Jason's fail-proof parlay of the week, Tyler. Uh, Tyler, that doesn't get the Tyler stamp for approval. It's Jason's <laughs> parlay because the Saints are easily going to win that game. But if you guys believe in Jason more than me, he is the journalist over here. Yeah, I mean. Maybe give him some love. Take that. You send him a little bit of money when he wins. Sprinkle a little <laughs> bit on his way. Yeah, uh, 3% commission. That's not even that much. That's like, <laughs> that's what, 7, 3%. So then uh, getting into NBA, we wanted to talk about more NBA. You know, we got the, the Kyrie Irving news. Apologized, called LeBron, apologized, said it was, you know, it's hard leading a team. You know, Kyrie was young. He wanted to leave the Cavs because he wanted to be the guy. And he's yeah, I got, the I got guy the, now. I got the quote right here. Okay. Right here. So it was, obviously this is a big deal for me because I had to call LeBron and tell him I apologize for being that young player that wanted everything at his fingertips. I wanted everything at my threshold said, I wanted to be the guy that led us to a championship. I wanted to be the leader. I wanted to be all that. And respons- And the responsibility of being the best in the world and leading your team is something that is not meant for many people. Um, is he saying that he's not meant to lead? Hot take? Oh. Did he just admit he's not a good leader? Maybe. Uh, he's trying to pass the ball too much. And I think the funnest thing that's come out of this is Kyrie Irving going to the Los Angeles Lakers this summer. That would I would be, be so great. all for that. I would... Love to see the Lakers just be like, screw it, we're trading Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. You know, I wrote an article about it. They could trade Ball, Ingram, KCP, Maritz, Maritz Wagner, and some picks for Anthony Davis and have $32 million in cap space next summer for 
Kyrie Irving. Do you imagine that big three on a team? Kyrie, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma. That's your best four. No one would be able to stop. They would go toe-to-toe with the Warriors. They easily. would beat the Warriors because yeah. KD's going to leave like a snake. <laughs> Either uh, way, I think LeBron can take KD. Yeah. I think Irving would do his thing against Curry. I think that would be a close one. Anthony Davis. Well, no one's going to stop Anthony Davis on the Warriors. The Cavs should have won two of four of those matchups. Yeah. I mean, and Anthony Davis is undoubtedly a better player than Kevin Love. Kyle Kuzma is your fourth best. He's developing into a star. Like That's a title-winning team. And you have... You know, LeBron for four years, you could, let's say he plays six in the Lakers. You sign Anthony Davis to the max extension. He plays seven, eight on the Lakers. Kyrie plays another five. They could win four to five rings. Oh, yeah. This could be, even a, when this Le- could be a Kobe Shaq team. Even when LeBron regresses, you're going to have Anthony Davis and Kyrie and, a you know, evolving Kyle Kuzma to lean on. Their roster would be a little small. They'd have to sign some veteran contracts. That way they could avoid the whole cap issue. But, I mean... With those four, you can have – they still have Josh Hart on the bench, Vika Zubak. You know, they they can bring in veterans just to come off of the bench. Yeah, you or know. even help with Kuzma's progression and everything, make him better. Yeah, it's that's such a good team, and I wish it happens because the number one thing I wanted for Christmas was LeBron to win three rings on the Lakers, have more than Kobe, and then all the Kobe <laughs> stands just be like, well, I mean, my only argument, which is rings, doesn't work anymore – but LeBron brought my team three rings, so it's so fun. It, the Laker, LeBron going to the Lakers was the best thing that ever happened to me. It was wonderful because Laker fans hate LeBron and, <laughs> and Kobe they're like, fans. They're like all tentatively like, "Yeah, go LeBron," but in the back of their mind, they're like, "I still fucking hate this guy. He's not Kobe. <laughs> He's been out with an injury for two weeks. His career's over <laughs> because he slipped on a court and got a freak injury." Oh man. Um, and then we got the best player in the NBA, James Harden. Tyler said he had a fun stat for me. James Harden's been tearing it up. So he's been on he's been on almost like a historic run here recently. And uh, I wanted to see if you could guess when the last time James Harden has scored less than 30 points in a game was. Mind less you, than 30? La- just, mind you, it was 29, so he missed it by one. Less than 30. What the date uh, was. And take a wild guess at the team. We're in January, January the 17th at the time of recording. Less than 30. It was this season at least, right? Yeah, it was this season. Can I look at the... No, I don't want to look at the results of the games. I was going to ask if I could just look at their schedule and see how many... But I don't want to see how many points the Rockets scored because that might be a giveaway. I'm assuming Chris Paul wasn't hurt and you're a little astonished by it. So I'm going to go with... Um. See, I, if I just name a random date, they might not even had a game that day. November twenty second. November twenty second is my guess against a good defensive team, which would be the Clippers. All right. So on November twenty second, I'm not sure if they're good on defense. By the way, their closest game was the twenty third. They played Detroit, and James Harden scored thirty three points that day. So longer than that? But no, it was less than that. Oh. Okay. So it was against the Portland Trail Blazers on December 11th. December? Damn. So it How many games? Over a month. Uh, let's see here. I was going to count and then I messed up my computer. <laughs> <laughs> so it was one, two, three, four. You could just look at the game number. It's fine. Probably like 20. It's been over a month. Yeah, but well, they don't play 30 plus points every single game for the past month. I mean, Chris Paul's averaging, out. what, over 35? Yeah. He's good. 
he's all right. I mean, he gets stupid fouls all the time, and he travels like, you know, it's stupid. But <laughs> Back to Kobe. Oh, my <laughs> God. The James Harden-Kobe comparisons are the greatest thing to happen to me because Kobe fans are so mad at Harden fans on Twitter. And it's so hilarious because Harden fans are the exact same thing as Kobe fans. <laughs> and it's just, dude, it's like the Spider-Man meme. They're just pointing at each other like, what? Like, it's so... <laughs> Someone needs to make that. And it's like... <laughs> Kobe did play defense, so that's, like, the number one argument. And, like, yeah. obviously Harden doesn't have rings. That's another thing. I love when people use retired players in a ring argument against players who are still playing. In their career, working towards rings. Oh, you know, like, LeBron could end up with eight rings, and then everyone who said the rings argument, I mean, chances are that won't happen. But, like, how are you going to use Kobe's ring argument against LeBron when he's not done? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so middle, funny. You know, middle downhill of his career, but still. It's so funny, man. It's all bad. Um you know, and then that's pretty much all we got. NBA, MLB, the biggest news right now, at least, unless something happens in the morning. Adam Odovino went to the Yankees. They now have the scariest bullpen in baseball if they out. didn't already. Yeah, no, it's lights out. They have what? Chapman, Batances, uh, Britain, Britain, Odovino. Odovino, and all the other people. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, they get into the sixth inning in a game, fifth inning even, with the lead. It's gonna be hard for a team to beat them. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I'm I'm just hoping it's one of those cases where the guys kind of suck, like Odovino doesn't do good. Yeah, Odovino is coming off a career year, so I mean there is a chance he could he regress. could progress and not regress and not do as well as he did this year. But if he is as good as he is, Matanzas pitches to his potential, and Chapman's the Chapman everyone knows. Britain, Britain it's just that's so scary, real man. In their offense, the Yankees are probably going to win the World Series this year, and I hate to admit it. Yeah, it's, it sucks, but I mean, with that offense, they had a down season, but with Stanton now settled in at New York, Aaron Judge coming. Well, they got, you know, Glaber Torres, they got all those young yeah, they guys. Got Clint young Fraser guys. might be coming. It's, They're going to have a great offense and a great pitching staff. Even if they only have a couple of starters, their bullpen is going to carry them. I'm just hoping come October, because no one wants to see the Yankees win, that they just lose games early. Because I made this argument about the Brewers, like, a great bullpen is amazing, but a great bullpen doesn't really matter when you're down by four. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but so. that's the scary thing is that if they are down by four, their offense has a chance to score four points in one swing. To bat. Four points. Aha. Four runs oh, in God. one swing. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I played baseball my whole life. I'm still calling it points. I mean, that's the awful. Yankees, yeah, they went out and they got a great signing. Meanwhile, the Dodgers, I think this broke right after the podcast last week. So it's kind of old news. Russell Martin, going back to the Dodgers, they're paying, I think, three point. Four million of his twenty million this year, which is pennies. Um, it is what it is. Good veteran presence. He's been there. He's been in Dodger Stadium. You know, beginning of his career. Really good pitch framing. He's going to work well with the old pitchers, the young pitchers. Um, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. He does not hit for average, but he's had the f- since two thousand sixteen. He has the fifth best on base percentage among catchers. Wow. I, I don't know how he has that. He's <laughs> just drawing walks and getting hit. Yeah, I don't... I mean, freak, man. I wish... I, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, it's better than Yasmani Grandal. He's had a better... He had a better on-base percentage than Real Muto and Grandal. That's insane. I know. So if he can just get on base... So there I, mean, you go. I mean, it looks like it's a you know, oh, guy on the downside of his career. But he's getting on base more than your young catcher yeah. and everyone, like, you know... So, so he could be good, and his knowledge with the pitch framing and helping the pitching staff is going to be great for you guys. Yeah, I mean, so we'll see what happens. I don't really I also care love about the, that. Uh, the report of uh, how 
what was it? Uh, your manager was going to leave Rich Hill. Oh my God! If Dodger <laughs> fans didn't read that, it was on the Athletic. Uh, I can't. Th- I can't remember the guy's name. He's not going to listen to this. Um, <laughs> how Dave Roberts said in an interview that he originally went out to pull. He originally went out to give Rich Hill a pat on the ass and say that he had confidence in him, not to pull him, and that it was Rich Hill who put the ball in his hand, and that's why he got pulled. And he took responsibility because it was his fault for the miscommunication. But, oh, my God, dude. Like, if that's true, like, all the good things I've said about Dave Roberts kind of go out the window. Like, That's bad. Yeah. At what point do you have to be the manager and hand it back to him if he did try putting it in your hand? I'm like, well, no, no, you've got this. To play devil's advocate, though, if you're a manager and your guy's already given the ball up, you might be like, okay, he's done. You know what I mean? Well, I think he said in that he was like, somewhere my communication with Rich Hill was off to where he thought I was coming to pull him. Rather yeah. than encourage him, but that's just so bad. <laughs> it'll haunt me forever. And then, you know, the biggest free agents, Harper and Machado, still haven't signed. It's looking like Machado's going to go to Chi Town. It's looking like Harper's either going to go to Philly or back to Washington. I mean, it is what it is. I don't. I would rather them both go to Chicago because I don't really think they're that good still. But what do you see? I uh, see. I'm- I think Harper could be good on the Phillies. I think they have a good young team, but I don't think they, you know, that'll put them above and beyond everyone else in the rest of the competition. I think it's a big signing. Um, Our friend Miko is here watching us, and he's a Phillies fan. (laughs) (laughs) Just flipped me off for that one. But, I mean, it's the truth. They have a good young team, and I think they'll be good in a couple of years, but I don't think Harper makes them an elite top, you know, four team. No, it's it's interesting. I I see Harper going back to Washington. I think if you're... I think that's the best place for him. I mean, they they if they're offering the money, why not? Yeah, I he's mean, already got a home there. He's already got everything established there. Why not stay with your, you know, the team that brought you up? But one thing I wanted to talk about was the Angels. You know, there's been talks of there potentially being a mystery team in on Harper and Machado, and like they're not getting the offers they want. And it seems like there's really no. The market's so small for them, it's strange they haven't signed yet, which leads people to think there's like a mystery team that people don't have reports on. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if it's the Angels. I mean... I think either one of them could be a good fit for the Angels. I mean, I love Cole Calhoun. He plays great in right field for the Angels, but he's no Harper. He, yeah, I mean, we, no, sent no, him down no. to, we sent him down to AAA last season because he couldn't figure out how to hit baseball. <laughs> so, I mean, if we got that big bat, we'd have Trout and Harper playing together. Or Machado coming in if he's willing to play third base. There's no way we move if Simmons you guys sure. are paying him the most, I don't see why he wouldn't. I don't, yeah. I don't see Machado. That'd be such a weird fit, but I wouldn't be shocked if... I think the only thing, Bryce going, Harper. yeah, I think the only thing going for Machado is he, you know, just got done playing in L.A. Yeah, it wouldn't be that big of a move if he just went down but to Anaheim. At that point, why wouldn't he just go back to the Dodgers? You know what I mean? Like, well, but that's the Dodgers the thing. got a shortstop coming back; they don't want oh, him. Yeah. So if he can't find a place for shortstop, and the Angels are willing to give him the money in a hole, you know, position we have a hole. We signed Zach Cozart; he got hurt. He didn't do that good. He'll when probably he was play with second us. if you get Machado. Yeah, so we could put Machado over there at third, have Machado and Simmons. I mean, that'd be nice. We'll see. I don't. I mean, if they're offering significantly more money than everyone, like, I honest, you know, especially Machado, he seems to be chasing the dollar bills. Yeah, uh, I do think one thing is uh, the Angels history, if we sign either one of these guys, RIP to their career, because they're going to just bomb if they play with us. <laughs> yeah, probably. They're going to be terrible. Um, yeah, that's the thing, too, is, like, you guys aren't, haven't been scared of big contracts. You know, you might be now, so they might not do it, but these guys aren't the same big contracts. 
Uh, a lot younger than the big contracts we've had in the past. Yeah, they didn't expect Pujols to go to the Angels, and you guys kind of came out of nowhere and got Pujols. You know, you've signed Hamilton, RIP. <laughs> um, Shohei, you know, you guys you guys were always kind of candidates, but you weren't serious candidates we until weren't the We were the favorites end. anywhere in yeah. there. Yeah. So, we signed the biggest, you know. I wouldn't be shocked. Last season. Especially, like, with the reports coming out that Trout is, like, kind of uneasy about signing an extension, like, you know what? I think that means we need an elite outfielder. So first reported on within the lines, Harper to the Angels. Harper to the Los Angeles Angels. This happens next week. You uh, have to give us credit. <laughs> There's got to be betting lines on that, man. And the odds are probably like plus a, whew, plus 1,500, plus 2,000. Because they haven't been talked about, but I don't know. They're signing one-year deals, so their activity Maybe says they're otherwise. they're signing one-year deals because they're signing someone big in yeah, the background. that could be the truth. You never know. Speaking of the Angels, uh, one of the segments we want to do is trivia time with Tyler. I want to ask Tyler trivia questions, sometimes about the Angels, you know, NBA, NFL, Marvel. This week it happens to be about the Angels, you know, place to hear because we are organized this week. So the Angels, uh, they have a trend of, they. there's like a lot of players when you look back at their careers, you're like, wow, they played for the Angels or they were in the Angels organization. You guys, we talked about it before the podcast. I brought this one up. Tyler Skaggs, you guys' young pitcher now. You guys drafted him. Traded him to the Diamondbacks for Dan Heron and then reacquired him for Mark Trumbo. It's like you guys just do weird things like that. And you've had a lot of like notable players that you wouldn't expect to be on the Angels. So I got four lists. You know, it took me like 45 minutes to do this. Four lists of players, four players each. Three of these players have been on the Angels. And you're going to be shocked because <laughs> most of these players have been on the Angels. You're going to be shocked. One player hasn't been on the Angels. I'm confident if they've played for the Angels in MLB, I'm very iffy some, about if they've been in the minor. Some leagues. of these players were drafted and traded. A few, I want to say one, two, or three, were signed but never played. But they were in the big leagues when they were signed. So it wasn't like they were a minor leaguer got signed then. They were a big leaguer got signed, either never played because they were injured or, or whatever. Or yeah. Okay. So, yeah. There's a few that were drafted. But, all right. So list number one, Tyler. We have Matt Latos. Okay. Colby Lewis. Jason Vargas, and Wade LeBlanc. So I know Matt Latos played yeah, for Yeah, give us. us your thought process, please. And I know Matt Latos did. I know Jason Vargas did. The other two I'm not sure about. I want to say LeBlanc's the odd man out. LeBlanc is the odd... LeBlanc has never been an angel? Yeah. Colby Lewis has never been an angel. See, I know he played Colby for the Lewis Rangers. Colby Lewis was on the Rangers. Yeah. Wade. So I heard a lot of him, but I thought that might get me off, but... Probably should have guessed that. Why the hell would you just choose LeBlanc out of left field? <laughs> <laughs> LeBlanc. Let's look this up. I should have had this prepared. I didn't have it prepared. Let's go to his Wikipedia. On November of 2013, he joined on a minor league deal, but he was in the big leagues before that. He went to AAA. Joined the Angels on May 25th, 2014, with intentions of being the starter pitcher later that week, but he never ended up starting. But he did pitch six and one-thirds innings of relief. For Garrett Richards, so he did appear. So he did appear in as one the game. Angels. The next day, he was designated for assignment. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't feel too bad about that. I knew the other two for sure. I remember Latos and uh, Vargas. Vargas actually went to school up here, so I yeah. knew that. All right, zero for one. You got to get three out of four to be a true Angels fan. Number two, <laughs> we got some uh, mostly infielders in this one. One pitcher. I'm gonna start with the easy. Fernando Rodney, Gene Segura. Randall Gritchick and J.J. Hardy. Which of these were not on the Angels or drafted by the Angels or on the, in the Angels anyway? Segura, Gritchick, Rodney, J.J. Hardy. 
I want to say Rodney played for us at one time. That was the easy one. Yes, he played two years. With, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember we had some beef with him a while back, so I couldn't remember if it was that. The arrow. The yeah, the arrow. I thing was at him. that game. Were you really? Yeah, I was at that game. <laughs> so I wasn't sure if that's where I was getting mixed up. So okay. Um, what were the other three? Don't look at my underlines. No, I, I can't see it from here. Uh, the other three were Gene Segura. Okay. Now on the Philadelphia Phillies, Randall Gritchick. Oh, I believe Gritchick was at least in the minor Jay leagues. J. Hardy. I believe Gritchick was at least in the minor leagues with the okay. Angels. So it's between J.J. Hardy and Gene Segura. I don't think Gene Segura was ever on the Angels, but I'm going to go the other way and say Is that because you saw Hardy. me smiling? No, I was going to oh. do that anyways. I'm going to say J.J. Hardy because I know he played for the Mariners, and that's where you're going to try and get me off. I think he played. I don't know if he played for the Mariners. He played a lot of the Orioles, but he was that No, weird. I meant uh, Segura. Segura, yeah. Segura was, so who, Segura was on the Angels at one point. Yes, I was saying J.J. Yeah. Hardy was a player who was. J.J. Hardy, you know, he's just, he was kind of the, everyone kind of knew him in the baseball world, but he wasn't really ever good. That's why I kind of picked him. Yeah. Because it's one of those ones where he could have easily went to the Angels for like half a year and you wouldn't remember. I could have seen it, but I, I feel like he was an Oriole for a while. Um, you're correct. Who are you most surprised out of? Out of Gene Segura, Randall Gritchick, and Fernando? Gene Segura. Gene Segura? Yeah. Let's look up Gene Segura's, uh, you know, his Angels career. This one was actually given to me by Miko. I believe he was traded in the Zach Greinke deal. So let's see. Oh, he actually debuted on the Angels. Did he really? Yeah. He was added to the Angels 40-man roster in November of 2011. He made his ML debut at shortstop on the Angels on July 24th, 2012. After playing in only one game for the Angels, he was traded to the Milwaukee Brewers. For Zach Greinke. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so he was drafted by you guys. I don't know what round. Uh, was he drafted or was he an international signing? I think. Oh yeah, he was an international signing in 2007. Either way, another player played one game with the <laughs> Angels. He came up through the system though. It wasn't one of those weird signings. Yeah. All right, number three. We got some more pitchers. Most of these were pitchers. We got Brett Anderson, okay. former Dodger. Patrick Corbin. Dontrell Willis. And Tyler Chatwood. That is a foursome if I've ever heard one. <laughs> All right, let's go one by one. First one. Brett Anderson. Uh, I believe Brett Anderson played for the Angels. Patrick Corbin. Okay. Dontrell Willis. I don't know who that is, so I'm just <laughs> going to say yes. You don't know who Dontrell Willis is? I don't. Oh, brother. Uh, Tyler Chatwood. I know Tyler Skaggs. I don't know Chat. This one Chat- by far is the most random for me. Tyler Chatwood guess. was on the Rockies and he signed. He was on the Rockies two years ago or however long and then signed with the Cubs this last offseason for like a decent amount of money. Bad radio. We're pretty quiet. I <laughs> know. I'm sorry. I'm thinking. I'm going to go with. Uh... You got this, Ty. I'm going to go with the fourth one. Tyler Chatwood? Yeah. He never played for the Angels. Tyler Chatwood was indeed an angel. <laughs> so was Dontrell Willis, and so was Patrick Corbin. Brett Anderson. The one, the one you said did. was an angel. That's great. Patrick Corbin was drafted by you guys the same year you drafted Mike Trout and Skaggs and Gritchick. That is an insane draft class. That is class. an insane draft. <laughs> <laughs> you only got <laughs> one of held on to our fucking players, we could be so you got the, right now. At least you held on to the best one, That's Mike Trout. Yeah. At least you guys did that. <laughs> He could be out um, playing for the Rockies or something right now, and I would just never have known. Dontrell Willis was one of those veterans who signed with like a bunch of teams, and you were just one of them that signed and like got released, AAA. 
Don Trebulis, he's the tall, lengthy black pitcher. Kicked his leg way up in the air. He's on the Marlins. Dude, I don't know. And then Tyler Chatwood, I believe the same thing. He came up in your guys' system, and I think he was traded for someone notable. Oh, just looking up Ch- Chatwood isn't going to pull that up. Let's see. Yeah, Los Angeles Angels. Drafted in the second round in 2008 by you guys. You guys traded him to the Rockies for Chris Iannetta. Oh, he was terrible with the Angels. I, mean, I don't know how good <laughs> he could have done, but he was a win for us. <laughs> so you're one for three, Ty. Can you at least go two for four? I'll try. So we that got one, I was lost. I had no clue. Four, Three more pitchers and an infielder. Okay. We got Will Smith on the Giants, the okay. left-handed pitcher. Fun fact, I went to the Giants game. Um, Willie McCovey's, they do an award every year, the Willie McCovey Award. Will Smith won it. Uh, that was, you know, Willie McCovey died. It was the last one, and I was there in person to see it. Oh, wow. Like right before Willie McCovey died. Yeah. Sad. Uh, Marco Scudero. Okay. Mike Clevenger on the Indians. Long hair. You don't know who that is? No. Ty, <laughs> you need to do more research, my friend. And Ryan Matson, the Dodger killer. Ryan Matson. As a Dodger. All right. So one by one again. First one. Will Smith. I believe Will Smith played for the Angels. Marco Scudero. I believe Marco Scudero played for the Angels. Mike Clevenger. I don't know about Mike Clevenger, but... And Ryan Matson. I will give you a hint. I think... No, I'm not going to give you a hint. No hints. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Marco Scudero played for us. I could be wrong there. Okay. But I believe he was one of those random signings who played for us. He played for a couple different teams. Okay. Um... So those last two, I'm not sure about. Clevenger and Matson. Matson. But isn't it insane that three of these players have been on the Angels? Yeah, I, there's <laughs> no way I knew this. Um, Matson. Matson has been an Angel. God damn it. <laughs> Marco Scudero was. Like I said, I, I wasn't sure. He played for a couple of teams, so I wasn't sure. He played a long time, I think, on the A's. That's why I picked. And he was another, like, J.J. Hardy was in the league yeah. for a long time. Uh, Ryan Madsen, my number one enemy, unless he wants to come on the pod, he signed on you guys on November 28th, 2012, a one-year deal. He began the 2013 season on the 15-day disabled list as he recovered from Tommy John. Later in the season, they transferred him to the 60-day deal. He was released on August 5th without appearing in a game. He tried out for several teams in January 2014, but received no minor league deals, so he retired. And then came back in 2015 and then eventually ruined our World Series. <laughs> so he never even played for fucking Angels. He was on the Angels disabled list for a little while until we got rid of him. Uh, Will Smith, I believe, was one of the players that you drafted I, and traded. I remember hearing Will Smith was in our system or seeing that somewhere. Yeah, I don't he, know if he ever played in the majors. You guys drafted him in the seventh round of the 2008 draft. What you did you trade him for something? Wow, did you know Kelvin Herrera was in your system? The I Royals closer. Yeah. He was no, no. I'm yeah. saying he was. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like that sounds familiar, but Marco Scooter sounded familiar too, and I was very wrong about that. Oh, here we go. They traded uh, Smith alongside Sean O'Sullivan to the Royals for Alberto Cayaspo. Earlier, okay. when I was putting the list together, I said, "Ty, remember Alberto Cayaspo?" And then Mike Clevenger, the one I was the most surprised about in this whole list. It was, you know, he's a pretty good, pretty young pitcher on the Indians. I thought he was homegrown. I didn't know he was traded at all. He, You guys drafted him. 
After pitching for two separate minor league organizations for the Angels, he was traded to the Indians for Vinny Pestano. Fun fact, Vinny Pestano is the guy who came in after C.J. Wilson in your guys' last playoff game in 2014. <laughs> so, I mean. Oh, that's just great. So, yeah, I mean, you've had all these players and yeah, I know some of them a, are we bad. a lot of people going through the system. But, like, Gene Seger, I mean, well, Randall Gritchick for sure. You know, oh, he turned out to be a Patrick Corbin, Tyler Chatwood, decent. Will Smith is good. You guys are actually in trade talks for him right now. That's the report. Clevenger is really good. Like, there's a lot of these minor leaguers you traded, and now they're good players. So, <laughs> oh, you gotta love the Angels. It. Yeah, and I mean, we'll end the sports talk on a good note for you, because I know you love that the Angels miss out on these opportunities. Gaming, because we said we're a gaming podcast, but we didn't talk about gaming like at all. I think the biggest thing we saw is like the MK11. They had the big reveal. They showed gameplay. The biggest news was Ronda Rousey voicing Sonya Blade, the blonde badass cop girl. I think it's a perfect fit. She looks oh, like absolutely. if there was a live action movie, she would play her. Oh, absolutely. The only thing I was weird is when they announced it, they said Sonya Blade is Ronda Rousey. I was like, shouldn't it be Ronda Rousey is Sonya Blade? But they maybe get, she's just taking the PR guy. She she's taking the role so seriously. <laughs> That the actual <laughs> character has turned into Ronda Rousey. Yeah. That's how serious she's taking this voice acting anymore. Like, it's just going to casually fade into Ronda Rousey being the name choice in the game. So, here's a question for you, Ty. Who are you more scared of? Sonya Blade or Ronda Rousey? I think I'm still more scared of Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's cool. I mean, it's cool to get a big name like that. I'm a pretty big Mortal Kombat fan. I, I'm good enough to win if you go to, like, a party against, like, casual gamers, you know what I mean? Not online. But the second I go online, I just get juggled like I'm at the circus, bro. <laughs> and I don't touch the ground. It's... Uh, do you remember Charles from middle school? Yeah. Long hair? He just destroyed me, dude. Like, four <laughs> fall, flawless victories in a row. And I was like, I'm not made for this. You can get so good at that game where the other person doesn't even have a chance to punch. Like, I'm good, like, story mode and everything. I'll power through that. I'll play it. And I've always loved all the Mortal Kombats and everything. It's but. weird. I'm not a big fan of those games. But Mortal Kombats, like, the, like you know, Street Fighter, Capcom versus Marvel, which we should probably play. Maybe give a comprehensive review on the pod. Maybe. It was actually on sale. I saw it was on sale for, like, 20 bucks. I should have bought it and just... Business investment. We can get it off of Texas. Brought it here and, yeah, played <laughs> it and then given a review. Um, but I'm usually not a big fan of those, like, fighting games. But MK, you know, my dad showed me it. I loved it. MK Universe versus DC or Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Yeah. That game was badass. That was fucking great. I love that. Um, I love being the Joker in that game, just seeing all those characters yeah. come together. But. Looking back, it might have been a terrible game. I don't know. But I definitely enjoyed it yeah. as a kid. It was my first, like, real Mortal Kombat. So... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good game. I'll buy it. I'll probably play story mode and then never play it again. Oh, yeah. Like every Mortal Kombat I've ever owned. Yep. And then it goes on sale <laughs> for like $20, like four months after it releases because, you know, everyone who wanted it played it. Speaking of $20, I saw that like there was seven pre-owned, I counted, seven pre-owned Red Dead Redemptions at GameStop yesterday. That game. Seven people. And that's just what's there in yeah, stock. Yeah, just in stock. Traded it in already. <laughs> That game was really... It had one of the best story modes I've played in a while. I mean, it was really... It was right up there with Spider-Man PS4 for anyone who's played that. I love that story mode. Yeah, I didn't um, play it, but... Dude, online. Boring? It's just... There isn't anything to do. The whole point is, like, everything you do is to earn money, but there's nothing to buy to earn money. <laughs> and, like, GTA was really fun because we get these cool cars and we get underglow and, and pip it out. They and slowly, like... 
unveiled these new things. You know, heists when they came out were the biggest thing yeah. I've ever known. And that would even be better for Red Dead. Like, if they started adding in, like, group missions and stuff, that would yeah. be fun to do. But I'm just saying, you know, you do that stuff so you can get more money. And, like, GTA, like, buy a yacht, a plane. Yeah. Well, no I, one's going to fucking do that over a horse. I think one thing that's really understated, I think the racing scene in GTA, like, saved that game. Like, the online. Oh, absolutely. Because for a while, that's all you could do. We played GTA to get money. To get cooler cars. Yeah. To go racing. To go racing and, yeah. like, showboat to people. Yeah. Like, and it's not even a racing game. And it's funny how, like, the race... And you can't race in red... That's I don't know if I'm there saying. is races, Well, but. you can, but it's fucking horses, dude. You're doing horse races. <laughs> like, no one cares about that. Like, the car Is it, like, thing, the, the Kentucky was, Derby ro- horse race? Like you're just running through the wild, wild west. Dog. <laughs> I don't know. But it's just... There's no way it has a chance for longevity with just horses. I just... I, I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. The game's going to flop. That's why there's so many turned in already. <laughs> One of them's uh, Brandon's. I know Brandon said he turned his in already, so yeah. I'm not mad that I missed out on that game. I was upset that... I, the story mode was worth... It was worth my money to play the story mode and see everything and all the yeah. different things you can do and how it interacted. I, I think it was really good. I just don't think it has a chance to do well in life. Yeah. Some personal news. I got a Nintendo Switch finally. Well, my dad did, but it's the family's. I played some Mario Party last night. Had a really bad win. Really, really good win. And a really bad loss. Like a heartbreaking Minneapolis miracle <laughs> loss. Hey, Have hey, I talked to you about hey. this? <laughs> why are you going to do me like we're in gaming? Leave sports out of this, dick. <laughs> so tell me why I get three stars on one turn, bro. I go by the little cute little toad. I say, give me a star for 10 coins, please. Star. Okay. I go by the little cloud guy. He says, I can steal coins for you or you could pay me 30 coins. I'll steal a star from someone. Okay. Riley was the only one with a star. So I said, go snatch me her star, please. Taking your girl star. So she got zero. I had two stars. And then my roll was long enough where I was able to reach the girl's next position to sell a star because it was so close. Okay. And I got a third star in first. That was like the second turn, third turn of the game. First place the whole way. Last turn of the game. Stupid ass Peach gets a star. Steals my star Ooh. and is in first. And I'm like, all right, I got bonus stars. I'm a, I still got more coins. I'm going to win this game. Stupid ass Wario rolls like a six to barely reach the steal guy. And instead of stealing from Peach, which would have been the smart thing because then we all would have had the same amount of stars, mm-hmm. he steals from me just to guarantee that he comes in <laughs> second and I come in third. Okay. So we go into the final thing. I'm like, well, I could get two bonus stars and come in first still. Nope. Peach and Wario get to share a bonus star. Mm. I don't remember why. I was pissed about it. And then Riley gets the other bonus star. So Ooh. I went from first place to last. You let your girl beat you. On the last turn. Okay. On the last turn of the game. I went from first. If you ain't first, you're last. And in this case, I literally was last. Yeah. I've never played this before. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about with stars. <laughs> you never played Mario no, I've never Party. played Mario Party. I don't know. Oh. It just sounded like it was a really big upset, though. And I'm sorry for your loss. Mario Party, it's like a board game. And I understand coins. starting in first the whole game and finishing in last. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck the stars. and I... It's like a board game. <laughs> and like at, there's like different spaces. It's really fun. It would be like a fun game night game. We should play it sometime. Um, but the coins, you like get coins. But the stars are like dollars. So like if you have two stars and no coins, but someone has one star and 80 coins mm-hmm. you still have you're winning because you have more stars okay but the coins are kind of like the tiebreaker so yeah, i need to get switch we need to play these and games. you get the stars from like traveling on the board or sometimes you could like get them from winning games and this mario party was okay i think the wii one was the funnest i've ever played but that loss man dude i was heartbroken i got a little bit of a i don't know a gripe what is that is that a gripe i think so i don't know what you're about to say but i think so 
Why the we mean you've been playing CS:GO here recently? Right? Oh yeah, really CS:GO Counter Strike game. If you uh, haven't heard, CS:GO is, Go is the new game on the streets. Just dropped. It's not. It's really old, but me and Jason <laughs> bringing it back. So we're playing. We're doing. We're having a great time, right? Oh, wonderful. We're playing this team. This man is such a dick. All four of his teammates leave. Leave him. him. So he's got four bots on his team, and that gives you like a week long ban from the <laughs> game doing that, right? And that they that dude was such a dick that they all left him. Yeah. So we're playing, and we're saucing up these bots. I mean, oh, I'm just yeah. going in there, lighting them up. Oh, I'm yeah, bro. Great. We usually get nine kills, and we got, like, 14. <laughs> I think I even had 15. Oh, my God. Yeah, going on. <laughs> we finished the game. Easy win, easy dub, you know, effortless, because we're so good at the game. Oh, yeah. And I get a fucking notification at the top <laughs> of my computer saying they're calibrating my matchmaking settings so I play with players in my skill group, and I can't play for the rest of the day. <laughs> And probably part of tomorrow. It was like a 20-hour ban. So I might as well have left the game and got a ban. Oh, my God. Being a piece of shit. Oh, my God. But no, I play the game fair. I do good against some <laughs> shitty bots. And this is what I get. <laughs> I don't get it. CSGO, fix your game. <laughs> I think it's because you went from uh, going like four kills and 24 deaths. <laughs> when we say like four and 24, that's what it means. Four kills, 24 deaths. You go from like going four and 24... To like sixteen and nine, and the game's just like, okay, this this guy's obviously too good for silver one, which is the lowest rank <laughs> in the game, and that's what we are. No, it's, I need. Well, to you're not even one. ranked. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that was the issue. Is they're getting ready to rank me, and so they ban me for like a whole day, so they can figure <laughs> out how hard is it to say this guy isn't good. Put him in the bottom division. <laughs> it takes you a whole day to figure that out. Yeah, it's, I don't need twenty hours to tell you that you belong in the. You I don't know, need 20 hours. I just want to play against other shitty players and have a good time. Oh, dude. CSGO is so fun because the community in that game is so toxic. And people get so mad if you're not good at the game. I don't know if there's any way you could hear this podcast. But Fortnite Gamer, I'm still fucking gunning <laughs> for you, dog. Fortnite Gamer 1, 2, 3, 4, bro. <laughs> they piss me off. We're the ultimate video game trolls. It's like high schoolers can't even touch us. And we tried to be trolls in high school. Because we're just so bad at the <laughs> game that people get so upset at us. And what makes him even more mad is when they tell us you're bad, and we just put, I know. And they don't know what to say to that. They're just like, well, these guys are shit. And they can't kick us because we're playing with each other, so we just... One of us votes no. Even though Tyler voted yes to kick me one game, I was pissed. It was the end of the game. I thought it didn't matter. Um, <laughs> so it's these people get so mad, and it's so funny, man. And it's just... And it's, I always have the perfect comeback of like, dude, if you want better teammates, like, rank up. Like, you're Be in better. the... You're in the lowest possible, like, matchmaking, and you're upset that your teammates aren't good. There's a reason we're on your team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like a, a single-A pitcher is like, dude, my freaking team. You know, I'm not getting any, like, run support. Like, well, dude, like, maybe you shouldn't be in single Well, I don't know. You can't say that because some young pitchers are in single-A. It's like being in the G League and being upset with your teammates. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's... Oh my god, dude. CSGO is so fun. It and is fun. Any of you guys play it or anyone want to play it, hit us up on Twitter or something. Oh yeah. I mean, we're not good. After my fucking 20-hour ban's done. Oh yeah. Uh, Friday, by the time you listen to this, Tyler's 20-hour ban might be up, but we're hoping. It's ridiculous. We're hoping. So, uh, I think that's everything we had, Ty. I mean, I don't... How long are we going on this? Let me check Adobe Audition. Some behind the scenes. Oh wow, we're over an hour. Hmm. We're an hour and five minutes. If you've listened to all hour and five minutes, tweet us the word potato. And if you do, we won't do anything, but we'll be proud of you for listening to the whole podcast. You'll be a number one fan. Um, some updates before we go. Uh, we said a big first guest. We also said we were going to launch on January 30th. 30th. We just loved this too much. We couldn't wait. 
Um, we still plan on our first guest being a big guest. It's just... He's actually confirmed already, so he's going to be on. Yeah, he's... Unless something falls through, we have an interview with him next week. It's pretty big. You know, it'll be fun. Uh, we didn't want to not post the podcast because we want to get a consistent schedule, so we kind of know how it feels. So that's why we did this first episode. No guest. You know, next episode will be guests. The way it's going to be split up is it's going to be what we're doing now. Maybe a little less banter because this is an hour and six minutes. <laughs> I have to shorten it up a little bit. Yeah, we're probably going to do, you know, a 20 to 30 minute interview before, you know, probably in the middle and then 20 minutes before, 20 minutes after. And if we go over, we go over. If it's an hour 30, it's an hour 30. Or, I, you know, tell us what you guys think on Twitter. You think this yeah. is too much if it dragged out a little bit or if you guys like it and tell us to keep going even. Yeah, I mean, we'll go as long as you want, but our goal is kind of around an hour. So we need to cut a little bit of this and we can. There was... Parts of this we definitely could have, you know, saved or shortened, but definitely not trivia. Ooh, sorry. Trivia time with Tyler. That's a good segment. We want to keep our segments. <laughs> so, but yeah, big guest coming our way. Hopefully next week if something doesn't fall through. So yeah, should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Anything to sign off with, Ty? We still haven't got our outro song. Thank you, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. That was good. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.